Well, good morning. Welcome to the Science Podcast. Uh, this week we are uh, I'm mostly in the hands of my colleagues here. Boring. Oh, because <laughs> you don't watch movies. So what are you doing? So uh, the idea this week is we're going to speak about... We've, we've done before, we've talked about uh, sort of science fiction or films and media and their relationship to science. And this time we're going to look at more science fiction <clears throat> and I guess comic books and their translation to film and things like that. So I was watching Ant-Man over the summer. Oh, okay. Uh, on a plane to Georgia, I watched Ant-Man and I watched the second Ant-Man. Or the, the Quantumania one, isn't it? Yeah. What is it? Was it the Wasp? I Man watched the Wasp. No, no, I didn't watch the Wasp. I so watched, watched the, th- watched the watch. first one and then I watched Quantum uh, World, I think. Um, I, I struggled through Quantum World, to be honest. Oh, okay. <laughs> there, there is a limit. I think some people think there's a limit to. Sometimes it gets a little bit ridiculous beyond uh, fantasy, I guess. And sometimes the, I guess you need some relationship to reality. You want some sort of um, basis that that this could happen, rather than it's complete airy fairy nonsense. <laughs> Sorry for anybody who likes that. So you want your science fiction grounded <laughs> in fact? Yes, there's a lot of things. We talked about Star Trek and things that have translated into the real world, that kind of thing. So oh, yeah, yeah the, the phones and stuff, yeah. the transmitters. So we'll start off with um, a thousand people boo from their seats. <laughs> we'll start a off thousand with... thousand people who <laughs> are grossly <laughs> inflating <laughs> the numbers there. How much money did you buy on the fake views? Um, so we'll start off with Ant-Man. So the premise of Ant-Man, um, it, there is a link there, I guess that's one matter. Uh-huh. There's probably a nice link in some way. Well, there's obviously your atom, the yeah. chemistry link, so all that yeah. space between electrons and the nucleus. So Ant-Man shrinks down to a very small size. Hello? <laughs> Does anybody want to kick off with that one? Oh, is it possible or not? Shrinking something with a shrink rate. Yeah, so he shrinks from obviously man size down to. Well, we can we can shrink things, but not in the sense of like that shrinking. Like, can you, we? You can, well, shrink? you can. It's not really so much shrinking as compressing. Like what? So or contraction yeah. more than compressing, I suppose. So like what though? You can. We do an experiment in first year heat where you expand and contract using the heat. So the, yeah. It's very very minute. And you're always a compressor gas. So you can bring particles that make up a gas closer together. And although it's very difficult to do, it does occur when when materials... But that's a gas with um, distance between the particles. You're actually talking about taking the atom itself and physically shrinking it. So what's the problem with that with Ant-Man then, I guess? You can't compress a solid really, can you? You can't compress it. Yeah. Uh, you can expand it though, expand it like with metal. It. I guess there's some compression and some solids, but why can't we compress the, the solid anymore? The particles are already touching each other. Yeah. So why can't we go any further though? Because an, an atom is 99.9999999% empty space. If you, re- if but you it's the interactions between the different parts of the atom, the protons, neutrons, electrons. They're not positive set. nucleus yeah. and your negative electrons. They're set distance apart from each other. I guess what you'd be trying to overcome with that is the equivalent of a magnet with two of the same poles and trying to push them together. You know, if you try to do that, you know, so here we go. So you're going to end up with fun. When you go in there, are we actually going into... This is one of these rhetorical questions. No, no, I don't. It's, uh, but it's, it's a weird thing you say that because everybody, you, you start off with that, but that's one of the things that we can't really explain in high school. 
about the atom because the electrons are negative and the nucleus is positive, so they should attract, it should just collapse. The atom should, from, true, from yeah. basic positive and negative charges, it should just collapse in on itself. Mm. Um, we, we can't actually explain that. But Ant-Man, to shrink down, you'd have to collapse the atom. And you can't have Ant-Man going from his size to a smaller size because his density would increase massively. But you also can increase in size as well. So you can do the opposite. So if you watch one of the Avengers films, yeah. he actually switches it up and expand, basically enlarges himself. So you'd have to do the, the opposite for the atoms there, no? Yeah. Or would you be able to? Would you be adding more <laughs> atoms? Well, that's it. If you've got the same number of atoms, you're increasing or decreasing density, which has a massive effect, or collapsing the atom in the case of Ant-Man. But what problems would he have um, shrinking down? Well, does anybody know why? What have the, have the comic books get around this? Because they do try to make it something slightly realistic. They call it a pimp particle. Yeah, so what it's it, a particle. I don't know much about that. Watch the film. You don't pay attention. It's been a long time since I watched that man. <laughs> so what? what how does the pimp particles work? I have no idea. I think it just it sounds like it should be a thing, but it's not. <laughs> so but quantum is a thing, so yeah. quantum, quantum particles are a thing, so we can get into the science of that in, in a bit. Uh, that the structure of an atom, <coughs> although we talk about it as uh, protons and electrons and neutrons, physics will take that even further. Yeah, just looking smaller and smaller and the things that make up... So what's a quantum particle? What, <coughs> what, 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 well, the subatomic world, you're talking about quarks. Are they, they quantum particles? Is that what we call them? Well, are they not just subatomic particles? Subatomic fundamental particles yeah. that make up protons, neutrons, and electrons that ultimately make up everything. Yeah, but they, are they is that they are called quantum particles? Well, is that or yeah? I mean, you you look at so for example in the standard model and higher, you yeah. look at particles then in the subatomic quantum world. Uh, I mean, electrons. You, you, quantum physics talks about electrons, so even part, even yeah. particles of that diameter, that size. So, what does quantum mean then in that case? Quantum is just incredibly small. A small, a unit. So, like yeah. you've got the macroscopic world. Yeah. The so, the quantum world is basically broken quantum. down to packets of energy. Yeah. So, we're looking at, at that scale. We're looking at the relationship between particles and energy, and because the particles are so small, they have a wave function as well. Yeah. That's like what I'm saying. The, aren't the we? De Bruyne wavelengths and things. That's yeah. Way down at a wavelength of ten to the minus thirty-four-ish. Yeah. So Ant-Man shrinks down. We, we, we've already, we can't really do it because of density, because he's not getting rid of any particles. So we're looking at these pin particles, which somehow make the atoms shrink even smaller than they are. How does he breathe? Well, he's not he's I was thinking about it, he's not shrinking the oxygen. <laughs> <laughs> he only needs a little bit of oxygen because he's really, really small. <laughs> well, if he has one oxygen atom go molecule going in. <laughs> Is there another way that they get around the breathing bit? Yeah, well, he's got a helmet. But he takes the helmet off. <laughs> that, that, that's What's actually a really good for? question because in that third film they go they go sub what they call subatomic in it, so they go smaller than an atom. So if you that's go, the quantum one, is that yeah, yeah right? Okay. So if you go smaller than an atom, how do you breathe? Because you go smaller than the yes. oxygen atoms. I know. Yeah. Well, I, I so that know. whole film should just have been. I'm Scottish. Oh is well. That, is that the significance of the fact that there's a suit with the helmet and stuff that that somehow reduces? I didn't see an oxygen pack on the back. No. I'm, I'm just. I'm I mean, just. just I, I, this should just be entitled "Destroying Marvel <laughs> Films One Film at a Time." <laughs> Not really. I, I, yeah. Well. Maybe, well, I suppose that the whole thing about the, the whole thing about the 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 problem that you get around it is the science of comics. We can just see it happens, and then people go, "Okay." But there, there are some good links, I think. Mm. Um, 
So they, we finished with Ant-Man, then we went to Ant-Man. <laughs> <laughs> Ant that, those were my thoughts as I was watching the film, yeah. which made me a bit sad. I've, I've seen the first Ant-Man, never really paid much attention to me at that point. It's, it's a good film, I enjoyed the first one. I did chewing gum for the eyes, I think. It's quite fun. Um, so let's look at um, Wolverine's got some good links, I think. Well, I was also thinking, Wolverine and Deadpool have a bit of a crossover don't I, I, I was thinking so. more about Wolverine and also a, men, a metal alloy that's in um, a lot of Marvel films oh. called Vibranium so Vibranium and Adamantium metal alloys that are used to increase strength that's kind of the main in, thing. In the so, material itself. In the material yeah. itself. So that's why adamantium is so strong. If I don't, I, I don't actually know what metals they use. Do you know why it's called adamantium? It's not related to the pop. Because <laughs> 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 he can stand and deliver. That's how old I am. Um, I can remember uh, when we talk about. Uh, uh, I can't even remember how to spell adamantium. Um, when we I were talking know. about uh, alloys and fidget size last year, yeah. fidget size class. Somebody instantly came up with vibranium. That was the one that they came up. Not adamantium, uh, vibranium. And where's vibranium used? Uh, so vibranium is, is in Captain America's shield. All right. Okay. It's also it's a it's a, a metal alloy made from um, the Kingdom of is it Wakanda? Wakanda, so Black Panthers. Kingdom. Yeah, so it's a very precious metal that is incredibly strong. But so it's not an alloy, or is it mixed? No, it's a fictional things? metal alloy. So, uh, so it's virtually indestructible steel alloy named after the fabled metal adamantine of Greek mythology. Oh, so, Greek mythology in Apparently, so yeah, so, so we're, we're trying to bring a little bit. Uh, and its origins in the work of American metallurgist Dr. Myron McLean during World War II for the US government. So this is back to uh, the utilisation, the formation of um, Captain America's shield. But it's quite good because we are looking chemistry, physics wise, yeah. you, you measure materials, you create materials. <coughs> the, the, yeah, uh, the whole industry about problem. making new materials, clothing, um, like solid materials for you know, cars or phones or whatever, it's loads into materials. So that's uh, quite yeah. like that link. but. Uh, what else does, I suppose, we'll, like I said, Wolverine did... Well, there's two things with Wolverine, isn't there? Right. Because uh, Wolverine is, Logan is a mutant, so genetically, uh, his, he is, is one of the group of uh, people who's, who have developed these particular powers. His powers is that uh, regeneration, so he can heal himself. And that's exactly the same thing that happens for um, Deadpool. Um, and that's so they that's the crossover of the two of them. They both got this uh, incredible healing powers, etc. Because that's why they tried to fuse the skeleton with the metal, isn't it? And that's exactly they what they've done. So part of Weapon X, yeah. where they've actually and that, that's made. probably quite a nice link to real world. That, I think that's quite a, a young people identify with. It's because of we talk about neurodiversity, Indeed. don't we? Absolutely. And everybody's born different, so there's a lot of changes with everyone because of their DNA and there are people um, we, we wouldn't call them mutants but we, everybody is different so everybody basically <coughs> is a technically mutant. if you have green eyes then you're yeah. um, but I, I like the oh, what's that? that is that because it's re both recessive genes or you get blue so eyes blues, blues, blue eyes are recessive and brown eyes are dominant so if you would say that everybody should have either one or the both but green was mutation at some point in history and it's been brought oh, really? into the so there's only one gene for a green eye 
All right. Okay. And that's. I recessive. could tell you if it's recessive. I, I would assume it's recessive because it's not right. the do- it's, it's not, not say prominent, prominent in right. society. But yeah, that is the you. Know, that's that's a, uh, and quite, quite common. Like, doesn't have any advantage. Doesn't have a disadvantage. It's not. just a. Uh, just a thing. Just a thing that's happened. It's there. just stuck because it doesn't it doesn't it, kill people, but doesn't give yeah. them a set of... So it's a mutation that's uh, arrived, but there's no selective pressure to get rid of it no. or there's increase been no, it. There's been no, um, as you say, kind of selection pressure on the human race <coughs> that requires people with genes so to let's survive. Let's go back to Wolverine then, on yeah. selective pressure, because surely there is a selective pressure to have more Wolverines. Is there not? <laughs> I suppose that's it. The X Men takes mutation to the nth ex- extreme yeah. where it's like it is. It must. It, it, they never really go into it genetically wise, but it will be massive mutations. Yeah. M- massive quantities of mutations that cause these these changes. Is that what, that what it that's is? That's why. Well, the, the, well there's very yeah. few people that have the same mutation in X Men. If yeah. any, yeah, they tend to be very uh, different. Even and I suppose it's it's probably to make the characters more interesting. Yeah. You don't want to have so two what, people what that can do the exact yeah. same thing. What but what would Wolverine <coughs> need to heal himself really quickly? Then what's he needs lots of stem cells. Lots of stem cells. So he just would, generates loads of stem cells. <coughs> it, that is potentially something that he could have done. I think. No, maybe, just to take that, if we're going to take that for Deadpool, you can cut Deadpool's head off and he'll still be alive. <laughs> so, uh, ah, but so isn't he? Isn't he? Well, hold on, let's take single okay. Wolverine though. So he, his healing bit, because we're saying more stem, stem cells, if you have more stem, stem cells, does that increase the rate of healing or does that just increase the fact that you can heal? It increases your ability yeah, to heal. But he heals really, really quickly. Incredibly quickly. So, so there must be a mutation in that. So there might be a rate. Does. Well. That's, that's the thing as well for if, if, you, watch, if you read the comics, etc., or even if you take the, the films, you go into to, the old man Logan or, or Logan that's there, uh, the fusing of the vibranium to his to his healing power, to his skeleton that's there actually is effectively is poisoning Ooh, okay. him. He's, he is right. dying because of uh, of that interaction so, that he's had because he was experimenting. If he had his head chopped off, that would be it. Yeah. Uh, I'm not entirely sure. I, I think so. I'm not sure you're going to actually get close well, enough to Wolverine. Or if it lost a hand, that. would it grow back? I don't know if there's ever been that. Because of his adamantine skeleton, you can't, you can't then cut through his bones, right. so he can't, that can't happen. It's because there, there is another link with, with that kind of regeneration, because newts can regrow yeah, their tails. Just a bit to say, apparently Stanley based Wolverine's mutation on amphibians, reptiles and flatworms that had that ability to regenerate we can actually regenerate a little bit as well. If we chop a finger off, it won't grow back. No. But skin li- cells, etc. Our liver, do- oh yeah, skin cells. And obviously your liver, yeah, we can regenerate is. liver cells because yeah. you can donate half your liver and yeah, yes, you are creating new cells all the time, yeah. aren't you? This, so you're oh yeah, you're constantly re- you're constantly you're generating cells to replace dead cells. Yeah. yeah, but as you get older, that regeneration yeah. decreases because of the stem cell content that you have in your body. So if you, how much liver can you lose before it stops growing back? If you, you, if you have like you ask it for a friend. Uh, <laughs> you don't need that much. If you lose half your liver, you say you can grow it back. If you lose three quarters, is that too much? That is the most robust uh, organ in the body, isn't it? Yeah, it's it? not exactly the experiment you can do. Just under, someone. apparently it says many people can function well with just under half of their liver. Your liver can also go back to full size within a matter of months. From, but it doesn't say from what. It just says from under a half. Yeah. 
So I don't know in terms of what what was the initial size of that liver yeah. that they tested so in a matter of months. Is, is there a parallel between your skin cells regenerating and your liver regenerator? Is that a different process? Because obviously, if you have a cut, it heals over. You grow more skin. <coughs> You're replacing that, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, it would be a, it would be adult stem cells that will be used. So the diff- there's two different types of stem cells: is embryonic and an adult. If you had full regeneration processes you'd want embryonic, because embryonic can become any specialised cell, as long as the genes are activated for that particular cell. So that's why whenever we... So one of the main kind of focuses of stem cells right now is uh, growing organs, essentially, from stem cells. And you use embryonic ones because they can become anything. You can... can And how do you programme them to become it? So in the dish... So in a dish, you activate... You need a chemical. You need a chemical, chemical to activate signal, the genes, yeah. a signal or to activate the genes for proteins to be made in order for it to then take into the, to take the form of whatever specialised cell you want. So if you're it's making amazing, a, heart, a heart for something, you're going to need to make sure you've got cardiac muscle, yeah. you're going to need to make sure that you can make uh, valves. And you have work. to switch on all those genes with a chemical cell. At the correct point to make the scaffold. <laughs> and what they do is they make a scaffold, they 3D print a scaffold, and then they will grow the stem cells over From that scaffold. 3D printing, yeah, I guess. To, yeah. make, uh, to make the organ. And, and Wolfie does that all by himself. And yeah. he does that yeah, all by himself. That is his mutation. Apart his from his bones, his, the bone claws, but his main mutation is... So he could, be, he could have those chemical messengers in his body, those chemicals that signal for the stem cells to go. He might have an overload of those. But, but I guess that, that healing power is, is one, of the, one of the ones that is that does kind of follow through a lot of the uh, like the X-Men universe that's there because Sabretooth has the same power. Deadpool was a similar... Yeah, so Deadpool is different though, isn't he? Why is Deadpool different? Because he, he can regenerate as well, can he not? But if you chop him in half, he somehow gets back together. Well, they yeah. him and grow a hand back. Is it, I'm pretty sure, has Deadpool not got a curse or something around him? It's well, there's the, the, the loads of bits and pieces around about Deadpool because it's... Uh, is Deadpool just ridiculous or is dead. it... Yes. <laughs> yeah, if, if you want, if, if you truly... Yes, it's just ridiculous. Does he not have cancer? Is that, is it does. That, yeah, yeah. Yes. that was his main thing. So it? if he has cancer, he can regenerate, but if he does, well, technically, cancer cells are just cells that have not undergone programmed cell death. So apoptosis is when your cell gets to a certain age, it will die. And a cancer basically goes, no, I'm not going to die. Yeah. And it will continue to grow. And because it continues to <coughs> generate new cells, each of those new cells has the same mutation. That's how your cancers get bigger. So suppose if he's just one big ball of cancer, I don't know, understand how it can we don't differenti- know what cancer he has. I don't, I don't know how it can differentiate between... Like yeah. what is a finger and what is like yeah. his neck? But we yeah we don't know what cancer type uh, of cancer he has, do we? He just has cancer, cancer. inverted commas. But that's part of the thing that he actually undergoes. Tends to undergo a particular uh, experimental process to try and cure his cancer. But what they've actually done is they've they right. accelerate his regenerative powers and turn him into what becomes Deadpool because a weed is. Essentially, a mercenary with with cancer, and he tries to tries to find a cure. He travels a world trying to to find a way to do it, and ends up meeting up with the similar team, I guess, who experimented upon and eventually ended up adding the the adamantium to Wolverine. So it's the same shady governmental uh, team that would end up doing that. Here's hmm. one for the physicist yeah. in the room. So could. The mutation, that's quite a, quite a common mutation, the quite a common superpower is invisibility. 
would that technically work in real life? Because you need to bend light. Oh, no, who's going to know we're getting to the James Bond kind of stuff? <coughs> it's just it's something that comes up in sci-fi a lot, especially, especially in comedy, uh, comic books, is invisibility, true invisibility, being able to see directly through someone. Yeah. Is that physically possible? That's like refraction gone mad, isn't it? And then if the person was then invisible, if all of their organs and everything is invisible that you can see through, can they then see out? Well, the only... so. I mean, right in front. Obviously, you can't see on an audio <laughs> podcast, but there's a there's a, a beaker there with oil and test uh, oil in a test tube inside a beaker with the same oil. Glass and sunflower oil have an almost identical refractive index. So from a relative distance, Kev, they still can't see it. I know. I was bringing it closer to my face. It's very difficult. You're pretending to you can see it. So on the idea that you know, in order to be invisible, you would have to match the refractive index of your surroundings. Mm-hmm. So for in reality, that would be air. So that would be a refractive index. Of but it has to be transparent to begin with, and we're not. Well, so if I even if I, I yeah that's the problem. Like, yeah, with I can't match that's the only problem. With yeah, like if I put a nail, <laughs> say you put a nail inside that bond chip, you would just still be able to see the nail inside the oil. Yes, because so the nail. You just see the reflection. Yes, it's got a cloaking device. It's got different density. Yeah, it's it's that's some idea. I suppose to get into cloaking devices by saying that just they just reflect so, whatever image they have back out. I, I, but invisibility, you'd actually have, to, as you say, be like transparent. I think there's two things in there. James Bond, from memory, they had cameras which yeah. would ref, would project what the you would have behind. seen from your image behind. Whereas in Star Trek, I think they warp the light, not warp, bend the light around the ship, mm-hmm. so you can't see the ship. So that's refraction, isn't it? That's not quite, but the only, I mean, the only objection I have is the word bending when it comes to light. Light doesn't bend, but it can refract, and you can change its path around an object. Like, so for example, uh, light that approaches the event horizon of a black hole. So you're only saying that because light can't curve. Light can't bend. Yeah, it yeah. can change direction, but it can't bend. If you were to if you were to look closely, you, your objection is because bending implies a curvature. Is that right? Well, I'm just saying that the first thing that sticks out that I'd like to express to anyone who might listen to this podcast is yeah. to try and steer away from the concept of light bending. If light bends, you wouldn't have shadows. Yeah, but why is that? Because light travels in a straight line. So light, yeah, light travels in straight lines. The only thing that affects the ability of light to change direction is when it changes from one medium to another. So, so, yeah, so you don't so get a gradual bend in light. It will not light show some sort of curvature. So if you... Because that would be a bend, wouldn't it? I'd, I'd say a corner or a bend is a curvature. So you're saying light doesn't do that at all. Suppose well, you think about a door. If you, if you have, say... If you, if you have a 90-degree turn... Yes. Right? If you, if you go up to the turn and then change direction by 90 degrees... That's a corner. That's a corner, that's yes. a turn, that's a, right, a clear change of direction. Yes. If you're in a car, you would turn your wheel slightly and you would gradually curve around the around corner. Around a corner, yes. Right? It's still a corner, but it's a curve. So light can move around corners, but it would only be able to do that if it reflected, in which case you would have a straight line, it would hit a reflective surface, it would reflect change off that direction. surface, change direction, again and again and again. there's no bend there. There's no bend because bend implies curvature. Light will not right. bend. It will change direction, but it's a series of straight lines right. that 
change direction because of a change, right? But it, there's no bending as such. But the warping of space-time, likes of like black holes that are so dense, they warp space-time by so much that in, in it's <laughs> you can bend light then in that case, but not on Earth when we don't have that massive gravity gravitational right, because field. Because that's need such a huge gravitational field to bend light, mm -hmm. where it's not a series of like iterative straight lines. Yeah, yeah, but on Earth, so it, it is. Is that what you're saying? No. Kind of. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the iterative. It's more small. It's more complicated so. than that. It's to to say that it's that simple would just be dunning Kruger. I suppose that's what sci-fi does, though. It just yep. says, well, that's how it works. Yeah. And then you just, if you watch it, you either accept it or so, you, you know, In Star Trek, the more you refract, they refract the light around the ship. The more you look into it, the more you realise that there's more to it. Light. There's the thing as well. Light from what? We say, well, we watch all these uh, sci-fi films, etc. cetera, out in space, and you've got all these space battles, etc. They must be, to be able to see what we are seeing, they must be really close to stars or something that is, that is emitting light, because there are very, very few films that actually try to uh, show you what you would actually see in space. 2001 is one of the, uh, one of the ones where you, you see actually very little out in the, the space station, etc., because they are only showing the light that is being sh shone onto a particular object. But out in space, <coughs> the, unless you are close to a star or something that's actually going to be showing light, you're going to be able to see it. There was one film, was it Gravity maybe, with George Clooney and Sandra Bullock, that's where the, the majority of the, the film, you just hear their voice, yeah. and any other quote-unquote explosions are completely... Which, silent, so which it would be. So they've tried to at least be accurate to what science tells us we would observe. Right. In terms of visibility, yeah. so you're saying that you don't need a cloaking device, you just need to turn well, out the outside lights. Well, there's, there's something that's <laughs> the way that always, that always fries my gears for Star Trek. The, the Vulcan ships have got this cloaking Cloak system device. that suddenly it's like, ooh, it disappears. It's like, who's out there to look at it? Uh, who's out but space I guess then we'd have sonar, radar. And there's, there you go. So, there, so that's going to be, that's a completely different thing. But either like, you know, in a music studio, we've got the funny shaped things on the wall that absorb sound. Yeah. They have that and bounces off. Obviously, that's, that's like that the stealth fighter. We've got the stealth yeah. jet fighter that is, you cannot see from the ground from radar because it bounces off the radar. Well, it? that's absolutely the, the design, the design right. of. Uh, so the stealth yeah. ship could just have that kind of reflection yeah. rather than you can't see it. Well, it's just it doesn't pick up. Maybe it's, maybe yeah, in yeah, terms yeah. of watching it in the film, it's just kind of like you know, press yeah. a button and it's like, yeah, it's still sitting there for well, yeah, The, the fundamental the, basis of stealth. No, because but, yes, but, no. but for the viewer, you need to have that ship disappearing because you can't see it from the air. The fundamental basis of stealth aircraft is that they're made from large, flat surfaces. Because if you have flat surfaces, then principle of the reflection of light, S1 science, uh, you can't like if you've got a curved like an air a normal concentrates it sends it back at, at one point in that surface you will reflect whatever radio waves or microwaves in such a way that they will return yeah. to the the source for detection for a receiver yeah for a, a receiver but if you've got flat surfaces no matter where you hit the object that wave is going to be reflected somewhere else that's not the <coughs> receiver back on earth. That's the basis upon which stealth fighters well, are made. That's why, they're, yeah, back. that's why they look the way they do, because they've got lots of flat surfaces, so that no matter where that signal hits, it's, the it's going to be reflected somewhere else. Right, we better call it there. It's getting time for people coming in and right. classes starting.
Right, thank you very much. Thank you.